This is Nobody Told Me. The Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. With SuperValue Home Delivery. Get your lunchbox fillers sorted with SuperValue Online Shopping. Hello, you're welcome back to episode three of this new season of Nobody Told Me. Uh, this season is brought to you with SuperValue Online Shopping. SuperValue.ie for more info. Um shameless plug I did use super value online shopping when did, I had my baby first it's brilliant you? and they do click and collect as well which I also appreciate yes but do you know what we need to find all the shortcuts in life at the moment and oh, those yeah. shortcuts you need those for the win Absolutely. and we're trying to get every win we can get at the moment I saw this gorgeous thing I wanted to talk to you about actually now I need to open up my phone and find it on Instagram like I'm big into sharing stuff on Instagram at the moment because I just feel we just we need to we need to share the positive vibes yeah. as you said find the shortcuts all the little things Things. It was so nice. Where is it gone? And I bet you I won't be able what to find it. What was it like? What was so it, about? it was just like, wouldn't it be so much easier and so much better if mum life was all about saying it's okay? Like, it's okay to bring your child into your bed. It's okay to let them eat whatever they want. It's okay to let them watch the iPad for four hours a day. It's okay. Like, all these things that, you know, we kind of shame ourselves for doing or we judge other people for doing or judge ourselves for doing. And it was just one of these, like, it's okay. I actually remember you sharing that and I went to screen grab it. And I didn't, because I agree. I think we're so into, oh, but. They shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be feeling this. Yeah. They shouldn't, shouldn't be doing shouldn't, that. Shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. Yeah. A big thing in our house is, at the moment, and it's been going on for a while, is that um, when my son wakes in the middle of the night, we just bring him into our bed. Oh, Lauren, isn't that a given? But so many people <laughs> will say, oh, don't get them into the habit of doing that. You'll never get them out. I'm like, well, he's not going to be 21 still in our bed. Exactly. Well, do you know the way I saw it? Because both my kids went through that as well, where they woke up, they, they weren't great sleepers, and they'd wake up and we'd go, do you know what? They started off in their bed, so we had a, a couple of hours to ourselves. We're okay about them coming into our bed. And the way I saw it is those cuddles oh my that God, they the give best, you. The best. Yeah. Now, you may not be having the best night's sleep, right? But when you look back, you're going to be going, I, I miss those cuddles. So let's appreciate. It is okay. It is okay. It's a better night's sleep, I feel, for everyone. Yes, you get kicked in the head and like, <laughs> or head-butted. Like, that is his wake-up method of choice is a good head-butt. <laughs> but I feel like... Otherwise, you're up and down into their room all night. Exactly. And it, I don't think it's comforting for anyone. So the child isn't comforted. You're not comforted because yeah. you're not getting sick. But look, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay as well. Like yes. if you're going, I don't like them in my bed. Is that not a good thing? No, whatever works for you. But appreciate those moments too. Like if it's working for you and you're enjoying the snuggles, appreciate those snuggles because one day they'll be gone. Well, this is it. And like he was in the bed with us in the beginning, obviously as a, in the co-sleeper as a tiny yeah. baby. And then at about the seven month mark, went into his own room, into his own cot. I'm like, look, there has been nights he stayed in there the whole night. And then you wake up going, is everything okay? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the mornings that you wake up and you have not been woken up by a child, you're like, oh my God, they're dead. <laughs> Like that's like they're yes. dead. Like yep. that's it. Like curtains, and you're almost afraid to go in. And like I've gone in mornings. He's just sitting like in his cot playing away. And I don't know if it's the, been the weather getting colder recently, but I think he's waking up cold. And he will not yeah. keep a duvet or a blanket or anything oh on him. Oh my god, him. he's like mine. Yeah, and or like one of those sleeping bag things yeah. won't do it. No. Um. So I just I put him in between us in our bed, and he's roasted. Then he sleeps. Yeah. Did I um tell you how? So my daughter was doing it until she was almost five. Like she just every night she'd come into our bed. Did I tell you how she stopped? No. I I wouldn't recommend this method. The night we brought my son home, 
she never came into our bed again. Wow. I'm not prepared to have another child to make my son stop. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, and actually the other night it was really strange because she hasn't come into our bed in ages. She's nine now. And she came into our bed. And I have to say, I do I want her in there every night? No, but I really enjoyed it. Did I enjoy when the four-year-old followed a couple of hours later? No, I didn't. Do you have it a was, big bed? It is a super king bed, and I, I, I'm thankful for that. But, Lauren, you know it doesn't matter. You could have a quadruple king bed. This you is, will still be at the co- the edge of the bed. I have said for so long. So when we moved into our house, I was like, let's get a super king bed. And Alex was like, we don't have room. Like, it just doesn't fit in our room. And then... When our son came along, I was like, we need a super king bed. He was like, it won't fit. And I was like, we can move, like, we can live without a wardrobe. Like, let's just, like, you know, move other things. We need a super king bed. Because, like, we're not small people. Like, Alex is a big guy. I'm not, like, petite. So I was like, we're going to need. And also we had, and then when the baby was in the co-sleeper and I was breastfeeding early on, like, Alex was so nervous of him in the bed that he moved downstairs. So then obviously he wanted to come back up and... I do, anyway, now when he comes into the bed between, it's like he's along. Like he's what? I keep telling people he's 20 months. He's 22 months. Oh my like God, he's, he's almost two. He's going to be two in January. He's a long child. Yeah. And he insists on sleeping sideways. And now Alex <laughs> is like, we should have got a super king. I'm like, oh, we should have got a super king. We will get a super king. Like that's on the agenda. We will have to get one. Yeah, I have to say the super king is, is worth it. It's the only like, way if you're going to have children. Yeah, yeah. But you will still end up like sometimes I look and just go, oh my God, look at Brian. Starfish <laughs> children in between you. Yes. And I'm just like, I am literally, I've woken up with the biggest back pain because they have pushed me to the end. So yeah, the, the moral of this story is if you have the space, invest in a super king bed. <laughs> what you're going to say the moral of the story is don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> that too. No, no, no. <laughs> we love them dearly. Oh, do you know what? I'm glad like that I shared that post and I will continue because I think now, especially like, you know, with the restrictions at the moment and things the way they are, parent how you got a parent. Exactly. And the, we are big iPad people at the moment. And it, it's getting you through. And the thing is, it's not like it's, I. this is the thing. Yes, it may be iPad for four hours, you know, on one day but it's not I, I think we make ourselves feel so guilty but it's not that every single day of the week and if mm. there is a week where it is that every every single day of the week yeah. it's not forever so yes today's motto it is okay it is okay and that actually brings us to our guest um, Emma Manley love her been trying to get her on the podcast for a while she's a fashion designer has her own line um, she is also a mother of is he two? I think Ty's almost two. He'll be two in December. There you go. Yeah. And she has another baby on the way. Emma, thanks for joining us on Nobody Told Me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Emma, one of the reasons we really wanted to have you on the show was when you had your first child, um, you were talking about the fact that life was really good and a problem came with that. What was the problem you faced? Um, I, I just, I think for me, when I had Tyke, I was just, I was on cloud nine in so many ways. Um, and, you know, you kind of sometimes feel that if there aren't these massive problems presented to you, or if you're not feeling, you know, really challenged by it, or if you're not feeling really sad sometimes, and you, you don't face some of the things that, you know, some new mums face, that that's not necessarily you know, the best thing either, because you're, you're almost looking for, for problems sometimes. Um, and I, I kind of just felt like I was just so happy and I was waiting for this sadness and I was waiting for, I don't know, just some kind of negativity around it because of maybe some of the things that I'd heard. 
I can relate in a way, Emma, and we spoke about this last season because, and I don't know if if it's because you and I both, we really wanted, you know, to be mums. And I, I get like, most people want, you know, to, to be a parent mm-hmm. at some stage, but I really felt I was very, very ready at the time that I became a mum. And so... You know, I didn't feel there was anything I was missing out on. I didn't feel that there was anything else I'd rather be doing. I was in it. I still am. You know, and I spoke to Serena about this just last week that I was like, no, this is where I'm meant to be. And, you know, even with the sleepless nights, I was still enjoying it to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's it's really hard to put into words. And it's it's something that I actually, I, I, I quite dislike talking about because I feel that it's just one of those things that people don't want to hear. Um, because, you know, I would have had friends at the, the same time who had babies. I'd had friends who'd had babies earlier than me who've had babies since. And, you know, not everybody has an easy time. And it's not, it, sometimes people take it as you saying, oh, isn't my kid great? Or am I doing great as a mum? And am I a brilliant parent? And I've taken to it so naturally. And you hear about all this, like, duck to water stuff. It wasn't about that. It was just, I was in a really damn good place. And it kind of just felt a little bit like the stars aligned for me in many ways. I'd been working my ass off for years, you know, running my own business, trying to make things work. You know, I kind of just felt that I'd, I'd got, I'd done an awful lot. I was racing around for 10 years. And then all of a sudden I actually just took a step back to enjoy life. And I did happen to get a baby who liked to sleep. Um, And I did happen to, you know, he, he was he was just a bit more of a chilled out dude than than some other kids, and my God, we were blessed with that. We know that, um, but it just it it felt really good. Everything just felt really good. And look, his his entry into the world was a little bit unusual. You know, he came early. That came with his challenges to to say, you know, to put it mildly. But even with that, it just everything felt blissful. It was just gorgeous. I think it's really important to hear the good stuff. Like we're all encouraged to talk about the bad stuff and I think that's a good thing yeah. because you feel so alone when you think this is only happening to me. But yeah. I remember when I had my second child, he just he didn't sleep. He he just didn't sleep for 3 months and I remember I had friends who had babies that slept and they tell me about it. They'd go, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't be telling you this. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, I sounds like me. Yeah, but I'm just like, I need you to tell me the yeah. good stuff. I need to know that for other people it's going well because for me it's giving me a sense of hope. I'm not – I suppose it comes down to your personality type as well because I'm not the type of person who compares what's going on. I don't go, oh, my God, that makes me so bad because they can get their child to sleep and I can't get my child to sleep. It's yeah. different babies. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. Like, it's not a competition. And we always talk about, you know, women supporting women. And I think more than anything, you know, as females, we are so lucky that we get to go through the whole birthing process. Um, It's not easy for everybody, but it is an absolute gift in itself. And I think that when you get to the other side and you have this little bundle of joy, for a lot of people, it's where, you know, problems begin and the hardship begins. But for some, it's not. And the main thing is to support each other. And I think learn from each other. Like for me, even though things were going well, there was so much that I needed to learn. So, so much. And so many questions that I wanted to ask. And just because my kid had done a solid night's sleep and the person who I was talking to his kid hadn't and they'd been up all night, for me, it like that doesn't make any difference. It doesn't mean that I don't still have questions to ask. I was still lost in so many ways. But... I just happened to, 
it just didn't seem to affect me as much. I just don't know if that makes any sense when I say that. It does. Like I, it absolutely does. Mm. And actually, um, similarly to you, being self-employed, I felt like, you know, I was very lucky. I could take the time, enjoy my maternity leave. It was very, very blissful. Talk to me a bit about when you decided to start reintroducing work into your life, because that was when I found I got very overwhelmed. I loved the bubble of the newborn but you know being self-employed you don't have the luxury of maybe a set maternity leave you always have bits on the go you always have responsibilities on the side of all of this yeah and I found when I started having to introduce myself into the working world and bring this little car seat everywhere with me that that's when I found it quite difficult what was that like for you yeah I would I would totally agree um again my situation might have been slightly different you know so I have an online shop with Manly and again, because my waters broke at 35 weeks, I wasn't geared up to leave work at all. I felt like I had another two weeks of work in me anyway. Um, So I literally just left the studio one day and didn't go back. So when I came home from hospital eight days later, I was straight back into the studio the following morning packaging, packaging up orders. Now, I will say that my studio is attached to my home. It's a divine situation and that when Tyg's staying in his naps, I can go and work. I can go and work when he goes down to bed at night. So it works really, really well for me. But I was thrown in. I was thrown back into work pretty quickly. But I also wanted it. And I think that that's just a reflection of my personality. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to leave work yet. I wasn't ready to leave, you know, Manly or Emma, the fashion designer. I didn't want to be all consumed by that bubble. So I was still cutting leathers for private orders. I was still producing stock. I was still releasing new collections, albeit at a different pace. I was still doing it, but it didn't make me sad. Um, I know some people like would have looked and said, Jesus, would you not take a bit of time, Emma? And I was like, I am taking time, but my baby sleeps for 23 hours of the day. And I think, again, because he came a bit early, he actually just did sleep. Apparently, the, the, the kids who come early are really good at self-soothing. So he would just come in in his Moses basket and be in the studio with me fast asleep for four hours at a time and it was just mad so I just cracked on with work while I could and then obviously things changed you know when he got to the four five six month mark and I definitely think that's where I felt it because I'd kind of been cracking on with you know doing work bits here and there I could still do you know an awful lot of radio and tv stuff up until he was maybe six months but then that's when things got a bit more complicated yeah. Um, when they start wanting to move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it just, you know, and, and then obviously we once he turned one, you know, we were into COVID-19 and being without childcare and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I find problematic is the juggle between trying to run a business and, you know, having the understanding that we don't have childcare. So I totally get where you're coming from, Lauren. It, 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 it's, the, it's the balance between this is work me and this is mum me and I'm not necessarily wanting to be in the just mum mode full time. Mm-hmm. I want both um, but also you can't be too greedy so it's, it's, it's a balance I think in life physically but it's also in your head. I um, I love how women, well I don't love but you know us women say we can't be greedy. Men don't think that at all. <laughs> Like I, I, I think we need to change that because, you know, yeah. men are able to do their work and have their child and they're not thought of as greedy. But the minute we want to have our career and want to have a child, why is that term uh, term used? I don't know. I just, I think fundamentally we're different. It's as simple as that. You could talk about it till the cows come home. <laughs> we are so, so different. Like I think Ty has absolutely changed to own and the way that he works, but it's changed me more. 
Mm. And it's as simple as that. Oh, 100% um, our lives are impacted so much more than men's Absolutely. Lives. And there's, there's no doubting it. And I think, you know, he's still so eager for me to make, you know, the most of Manly and to do all the side projects that I'm doing. But at the end of the day, there are some things that just come down to me getting them done for Tyke. And it's like, okay, well, it's going to be really hard for me to complete that for Manly and then also, you know, do this for our family or for our home or whatever it might be. Um, And I suppose he would have a different attitude if he'd take all the things on that I had to take on. But it's just, it's the way we're built. We want to do everything, but we feel like something has to give. And Mm. something does have to give. You You know, I'm I'm sure you guys would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, like what you, you said there, like if you're like, OK, well, if that gets done, something else yeah. has to be sidelined, yeah. you know, and very, very similar in our house. You know, it's like, well, you know, you, you just can't keep all the balls in the air all the time. And I think for us, particularly as business women, you have to under it takes a while to grasp that, that it's OK to drop a ball it's yeah. like you, because it is literally impossible to keep them all going all the time. But it, it, yeah. Is it also, like, I know with me, I, I think where I let myself down was I just kept going, okay, so I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and then COVID hit. And my husband and I sat down and I went, okay, so we've got school runs because we're without childcare at the moment as well. And I went, we've got school runs. And ordinarily I'd go, how am I? And it's not because he doesn't help. He, it is, and it's not help because it's his child. So I'll use the word parent. It's not that he doesn't parent, but it's just like I'd go, okay, so he's got to get to work early and he's got to do this. So I'm going to do the drop off and then I've got two pickups and how am I going to do it? And I sat down and I went, hi. So in order to make this work, we both have to be present. And sometimes I think it's not that they don't know about it. It's just that we go into, we have to do everything mm-hmm. because we're so used to doing everything. And guess what? He <laughs> he sat down and of his own accord, as he should have done, he just cleared mm-hmm. all his mornings. So no meetings start before nine o'clock and he can do every single drop off unless something happens. And I'm not doing a double pickup because he can do a pickup as well. But it's because I don't blame him for that. I have to change the way I'm thinking. Instead of taking okay. it on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. And it's it's something that I remember people saying to me in the past, you know, learn not to do everything for your other half. Yeah. And I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of started with cooking. And I'm definitely the, the kind of head cook in the house. You know, like at this point, I'd say, oh, would rarely cook a meal. But it's because I'm really controlling and I love to cook. But it's also you because know? you're an amazing cook. I've been following you on Instagram <laughs> going, I'd like to go to Emma's for dinner. So, yes, I, I'd, I'd be giving you that role. <laughs> it's kind of like my therapy, to be honest. I do love it, you know. So I can't really complain. But I think you just naturally put yourself into that. Like, I have to do it all. I have to be this. I have to be that. But, you know, in our situation... Own is the breadwinner in our family. And I think when COVID hit, it was a a big learning curve for me that, you know, I kind of had to say, well, who is going to take the lead role in terms of working and who's going to take the lead role in working from home? So I had to let a little bit of Manly go. I had to let a little bit of Mm. my work projects go. And that was hard for me. But at the end of the day, we have a mortgage to pay. We have bills to pay. We have a life to live. And it's, it's, it's just, it's a fine balancing act. But I think the more talking you can do about it and understanding from each other's point of view. Because some days I just snap and I'd be like, why aren't you helping me with this? And why aren't you doing that? And he's like, well, because I'm working a full-time job. You know, this is, this is what pays the mortgage. I'm trying my best here. And you're like, oh, actually you are. I don't know why I expected that. I don't know why I expected you at three o'clock to to drop everything and go do a shop, you know? Yeah. So it's, 
it's it's just such a, a balancing act and look and if there's anyone out there who come after us yeah but totally do, but you know I think this is where um, and this is a completely different conversation for another podcast but I just want to drop it whenever I get the chance pay parity is very important because when you are making less than your partner whether you be a man or a woman usually you know when it comes to pay parity it is the woman um, you feel like you have to make up mm-hmm. for yeah. the the money that you're not bringing in because it's like with me as well um Truth be told, I can only do what I do because my husband earns more money than I do. And as a feminist, I hate saying that. Yeah. But as yeah. a result, I find I'm taking on more of the workload, but not because he asked me to, because I feel so guilty that I'm not bringing in the same amount of money. And that's why pay parity is really important. And women's jobs do need to be paid more. So we don't feel we have to pick up the slack everywhere else. Yeah, I totally agree. And as you say, it's it's such a it's a it's another conversation for another day because there's so many different kind of facets to it. But it's something that, and this is probably one of the things that would have gotten me down, you know, after Tyke was born, was that you know I didn't have a paycheck to go back to. I had to pay myself, you know, yeah. um, which meant that I had to be present in the studio, which meant that I had to kick back into work and all the rest of it. And it's, that was probably the hardest part for me was understanding that I made my own money. And that if I dropped any balls, that that money then wouldn't be coming in. Um, And it was just, for me, I found it just a a total mess with my head. Um, And, you know, sometimes I can look and go, oh, like, it's well for you. You've got a paycheck every week. But I have flexibility with my paycheck. And the fact that if I did want to take a bit of time off and not have that money coming in, that's my choice. If If we're comfortable enough to be able to do that. So it comes with pros and cons as well. But just because I earn less doesn't mean that my my work value is any less. Yes, I'm yeah. still giving my heart and soul for however many hours a day I can. And I work my ass off, believe me, I do. Um, so it's, it's just such a, I think it's a really complex conversation and there's so many different angles to be taken yeah. in on it as well. Emma, I'm really, really enjoying this, but we're going to have to crack on. Talk to us about number two. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the thing that's, I suppose, the most exciting thing in our lives at the moment, but then equally the most terrifying thing in our lives. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, I'm, what am I, I'm nearly 32 weeks now. So, yeah, look, it's, it's really exciting. We were, we were dying to crack on at number two as early as possible. Like, I think I was probably pushing for Irish twins, if, if truth be told. And so, yeah, really excited. Um, you know, it doesn't come with, with a kind of any issues with, you know, being pregnant during COVID that so many mums out there are experiencing at the moment. And again, it's, it's, it's a really complex conversation to have because there's so many people who have it 10 times worse than I do. But, you know, I'm trying to keep a, a brave face and hope that by the time baby does arrive, that own can be present for, you know, some of it and I can have the support system there. But yeah, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm dying for it. <laughs> How how are you finding the system this time around? Because you have had a baby where Owen has been able to be at appointments, be at everything with you, and this time you're going in it alone. How how do you feel? Um, so it's really hard because I actually was really positive about it up until recently. And, I, and if anything, actually, I think I was really, I was probably kind of mean to Owen about it because I would say things to him like, you know, there's a reason why they're not letting men in for scans. You know, there's babies that are up in special care that are literally like clinging on for dear life. And it's not about the men. It's about keeping the women and the babies safe because they're the ones whose health are immediately at risk. That was my attitude up until I would say probably about two weeks ago. And I remember Owen just turning around one day and just saying, 
that's really easy for you to say when you're not the person like a gobshite sat out in a, in a car park. And I was like, oh, you have to look at it from his point of view. My my, my go-to is that I'm, a, I'm probably overly positive about everything. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine. She will come home with baby and it'll be grand. But then I, I suppose I started to think about my last situation and how I was, you know, in hospital in labour for four days before Ty arrived. And then imagine not having the support system of him being there with me and looking forward to those three visits a day where he was allowed to come in. And also my mum would meet me down in the cafe. And some days it was for five minutes and I would be in too much pain and have to go back upstairs. But it was it was a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my nieces and nephews, I remember, came in with a bowl of porridge for me one day. And Aww. it was just, you know, it's just, it's little things like that where you're just like, that distraction just took my mind off things and you took my mind off a hard situation. But I was, I was saying on, um, on Instagram, I think it was last week, I, I kind of, when I started to acknowledge the negative issues around us and I suppose understanding from the father's point of view, um, I decided to call the coom myself and just say, look here, can somebody just tell me what the hell is going on, what I'm entitled to when I'm in there, what Owen is entitled to be there for? Can you just try and prep me? Because up until then, like I would say things like, why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they telling me? I wasn't asking. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of have to empower yourself, don't you? So Absolutely. I got some really good feedback from a student midwife um, who, who kind of talked me through the different processes and what, what procedures are in place at the moment. And it put my mind at ease. And I would, I would urge any, you know, mum to be out there to do the same thing. Pick up the helpline. They have us like manned 24 hours a day and ask the questions because they have the answers. Yeah, yeah. Such good advice. Emma, we could talk to you forever and I think we're actually going to get you on another podcast. Thank you so much for joining us um, and it's good luck. It's been so lovely, Emma. You're Thank absolutely you so brilliant. much. Oh, guys, thanks a million. Love the podcast. Uh, you're, you're spreading such... I, it, there's so much that I've heard in this podcast that I wish I'd known before Tyke arrived, but I will use it for number two. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck with everything, Emma. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Emma. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, she's amazing. Isn't she? I actually took so much from that conversation with Emma. Yeah. I, I, this is why I love real chats. Because when you're having chats like this, you're not comparing yourself to someone else, but you're just going, oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's another way to think about something. And do you remember a few weeks ago when I was on that Empowered Mama retreat, I was saying to you that I came away from it feeling very much like we all have the same struggles. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's just been a little reminder today is that we're all in this. And yeah. as Emma said, you know, no matter what is going on, whether your kid sleeps, doesn't sleep, whether they're in your bed, like we were saying earlier on or not, or whatever is happening, you know, we've just got to support one another. Exactly. And um, I, I think we need to stop this narrative of, oh, she's making it up when she says her child is an angel just to make yourself feel better. No, be thankful that someone's actually having a great experience. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. gives us hope. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And I think especially with things the way they are at the moment, with everything going on, whatever you've got to do, you know, and reach out and talk and like have real honest conversations. I guarantee you, like thinking about Emma this morning before we started recording, I was like, God, like she's got all her ducks in a row. Everything yep. is perfect. Everything is all lab. But God, like she makes it work. And I think everyone is just doing their best to make it work however best they can for themselves and their family at the moment. And I think that's what it is. They're making it work. So please don't don't be throwing out negative energy. God, there's so much negative energy. You don't need to throw um, extra out there at the moment. No, and you know what? I think, remember, we spoke earlier on about that post on Instagram, like, it's okay. 
Exactly. Whatever is going on for you. And I think we've come around to that conclusion on so many episodes of the podcast from season one right up until now is that whatever is going on with you right now, it's okay. It is. And um, can we just say, as Lauren said, you know, chat to one another, but also feel free to reach out to us. We love love hearing from you. Um, We heard from Aoife Louise, who is living in, I have it here. She's been living in Texas for almost five years. She had her first baby, Liam, in April, right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, She's been finding it really tough, but it was really nice to hear from her to say that um, she found our our podcast and she doesn't feel so isolated anymore. So, you know, do what you need to do to connect, whether it be our podcast whether it be a chat whether it be reaching out to us on at nobody told me podcast on um instagram we're happy we would love to hear from you thank you so much and have a good week serena thank you you too and remember to rate subscribe and let everybody know about nobody told me (laughs) nobody told me the parenting podcast with lauren and serena with super value home delivery get your lunchbox filler sorted with super value online shopping